0: for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: For efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast. She is fab where we discuss all things fab women empowerment and live coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the fab chief desk and I am a mindset transformation coach. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. She is fab today. I have the pleasure of being joined by Julie Paulston. Julie is a transformational life coach. And let me just say for those of you that uh, are listening and not necessarily watching the YouTube, go watch the YouTube. She has an amazing background of a phoenix, which is all having to do with her message. She's like a phoenix rising from the ashes based on all the trials and tribulations that she has experienced. So Julie, before I go on and on, I'm going to Hand it off to you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, about your story, and the beautiful phoenix in your background.
1: Oh, Evelyn, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I was like, I've been like counting down the minutes, going, "Is it time? Is it time? Is it time?" So, um, I, my name is Julie Paulston, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, The phoenix for me really represents not only like the last six months, which have been probably the most pivotal. But truly, my whole life has been times of being in the ashes and having to rise and then dissolving into ashes and then having to rise again and again. Um, I have 31 years of sobriety. I am a mother and a grandmother. I'm a foster parent. And. Um, Been through quite a few things. Like I have a 31 year old that I gave up for adoption at two months, and he and I've reconnected. So there's multiple times in my life that I've really had to have that resilience to rise. And the last six months have probably been, I would say, the most challenging in a long time. Um, The Reader's Digest short version is July 11th. I broke my wrist in three places. August 27th, I lost my corporate job. I was an educator for a Fortune 500 company, and I was in charge of educating stylists all over the panhandle in Florida, which I had previously done in Chicago and then also out on the West Coast. Well, August 27th, I lost my job. And then September 15th, Hurricane Sally came into Pensacola, and I had three and a half feet of water in my house and had to evacuate in the middle of the night with my dog. And going through that with a broken wrist, no job prospects, uh, really no place to live because I had to rely on the kindness of my friends to be like, hey, can I couch serve? But one of my really good friends said, no, come stay with me. And so I stayed with her. Um, Out of all of this, I discovered that It was the universe's way of saying, hey, listen, you haven't listened to us for a long time. So we've been trying to get your attention. It's time for you to rise and be the Phoenix of your own life. And so now I am extremely passionate about doing that and supporting and empowering other women to do the same. Mm
0: -hmm. The Phoenix is a, a great correlation to what you've shared with us in regards to your life story, all those trials and tribulations and challenges that you experienced. Because as we know about the Phoenix, right, they're constantly being reborn from the ashes, right? Turning to ashes, rising up again in all their glory. I have to say, yeah, and uh, I, you must have so much resiliency for having moved beyond and dealt with those various challenges.
1: It's yeah. I, you, sometimes I think one of the things that I've really learned is sometimes you don't have a choice that when you get knocked down, well, I mean, you do, you always have a choice when you get knocked down, you can stay down. However, the part of the humanness is that we always have that fight to get back up, to do it, to just keep rising And I think for me, it just is, I have people that look to me. I don't have a choice to stay down. You know, my Mm -hmm. kids, I now have three grandkids and the women out there that feel like they don't have a choice or a chance. It just drives me every day to keep rising, no matter how many times I get knocked down. It doesn't Mm -hmm. keep going.
0: Now, do you think that some of your drivers are the main driver was the fact that you have grandkids and those who look to you or were there other individuals or other aspects of your persona or life that were driving you as well?
1: Well, that's a good question. So I would say it's a combination of both. So I have a real hard drive internally and, um, coming from where i've come from people look at me and they're like yeah now that couldn't have happened to you i mean i've been homeless i've lived on the streets i mean some of the things that i've been through in my life i just have that intestinal fortitude of i just i can't get knocked down mm-hmm. and if i do get knocked down i have to get back up and after you become a mom and you have children then your children are looking at you to guide them and show them how to get back up now i have grandchildren that eventually, I mean, they're little, they're five. I have two that are five and one that's one. So eventually though, I want them to be able to look and say, oh, my grandma, she's pretty badass. I want to be like my grandma. So it's a good combination of both for me um, in just who I am at my core. I want more. I, I, I'm not. I'm not happy with just having the basics. I want more. And more than that, I want other people to have more. So that's what drives me a lot of the time.
0: I love that. And for those of you, again, that are listening, uh, I recommend you go to YouTube because Julie just made a point that when people look at her, they may not necessarily believe that she has gone through all these experiences And let me tell you, when I first uh, touched base with her, she does not look like a grandma. First of all, there is no indicator that she has suffered from so many challenges. And I got to say, it's amazing. Your energy and your physical appearance, how you are engaging is not indicative of the fact that you have had so many challenges that you have surpassed.
1: Well, I think part of it too is that if I if I look busted and disgusted, nobody would <laughs> listen to me. First of all, <laughs> so they'd be like, "Well, what are you going to teach me?" Because for me, one of the things that I, I've been an educator for I don't know ten years, and I've battled like I've been almost three hundred pounds. I mean, I've been I run the gamut. um, and the one thing is is that I always tell people, if you haven't been there, I'm not going to ask your advice. Mm-hmm. So if you've never made a million dollars, don't try and teach me how. So for me to be able to stand where I am and be able to reach my hand back and say, I got you. I've been there. I know what it's mm-hmm. like to sleep in an alley. I know what it's like to sleep in a doorway. I know what it's like to be a single mom. I know what it's like to go through those things. I want to be a beacon of hope. And I don't want to look like, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think that that's the yes. biggest thing is that when you've gone through it, you can reach back and say, come on, I got you. And that's the biggest thing for me is to be able to empower women to understand that they can rise above it no matter what the circumstances are.
0: Mm -hmm. So that goes to show that uh, perception isn't always reality and that you have to find the strength within you to push forward, to continue achieving and evolving. You know, Julie mentioned that she has been an educator for a very long time. So what you're doing now is actually in alignment with educating, with empowering women to continue their growth and their uh, development. So let's talk about some of the ways in which you do that, how you help to empower women.
1: So, um, one of the things is it was funny because when I lost everything and and I was you know I'm in my friend's house and like, what am I gonna do? I had won a contest uh to I had to do Facebook lives like one live a day for a week, and I won this contest uh to have someone mentor me to create a business business plan all of that, and I was like. I don't even know, but something told me just do it. So I did it and I won. And so I ended up being connected. Looking back, it was just like divine timing through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking back though, I was like, this is awesome. So what I do is I created a course and it's for women. It's called Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. And what we do is we take six weeks and every week we go through like failure and releasing shame and finding the gift in failure and trying to figure out just really where your purpose and passion is. And I do it with a lot of humor. I have a little, little bit of sarcasm, just a little tiny bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I figure little tiny bit, but I mean, I'm 53, I'm almost 54. So I figured that... With everything that I've gone through, I have enough life experience that I can guide and empower because I think at the core of it, women want to know that they're okay, Mm -hmm. that we're safe, that there's been somebody that's been through it before and that they don't have to feel shame for whatever it is that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Because society tells us we're too big, we're too small, we're too tall, we're too short, we're too fat, we're too skinny, we're too light, we're too dark. We're just too much. And for for me, we're not too much. You need to be more. So let's teach you and empower you how to be more, to be able to release all that crap that just society tells you that you shouldn't be. Because at your core, you're stunningly beautiful exactly as you are. So just celebrate the meat sack that you've been born in and be happy. And And that's where all this comes from is learning how to celebrate who you are at your core.
0: That is an amazing message. Guys, if you are thinking to yourself right now, absorbing this information, maybe rewind it. <laughs> Hear it again. There are so many messages that bombard us constantly as women. You know, what roles we should play, how we should look, how we should interact and engage. And really, what it comes down to is owning your own power, your own energy. Um, to Julie's point, you know, there are folks out there who can help you if you need the guidance uh, to do more, be more, work through that uh, internal aspect that you have to work through. And what I find, Julie, is that things work better when the individual who is helping or guiding has the experience, right? With any business, if you yourself have gone through it, there's a more powerful message and action.
1: Exactly. And and it's funny because it goes circles back to if if you've never, I remember one time, <laughs> story just popped in my mind. I remember one time I was doing Jenny Craig. So I was like, I'm done being overweight. I'm going to do Jenny Craig. And my counselor was like this little itty bitty thing. And so I looked <laughs> at her and I was like, oh my gosh, how did you lose all your weight? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I've never been fat. It's like, okay. And this is over now because um, <laughs> she, I said, I'm done. I'm tapping out, Mm -hmm. girl, I got to, girl, bye, I got to go. And she's like, why are you leaving? And I said, if you've never been heavy, how can you understand what I'm going through? You don't know what it's like to have to hide yourself or to be ashamed of yourself because you don't fit into the standard that society has set. And you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know... What it's like to, to mow down on a bag of chips and then, then just be devastated and want to go and get sick and, and all of the things that have happened. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's, it's such a good point. Don't, don't follow someone who hasn't been through what you've been through. Yes. And Energy is so important. Like people will follow you because of your energy and they'll be attracted to you because there's something that you say or that you've done that they're like, oh, Evelyn's it. That's it. I've got to follow her. And then there are going to be other people who are like, mm, oh, okay, awesome. And then somebody will come right behind you, say exactly the same thing that you said. And those people will turn around and follow that person just because it's an energetic thing. So I always tell people energy first and make sure that they've gone through what you've been through and they're not just saying it. Ask them, you know, what did you do? How did you get through it? All that kind of stuff. So absolutely. I agree.
0: That was such a funny story you mentioned, too, because I've been there where I'm just like, um, how do you understand my experience if you've actually never gone through it? yourself, (laughs) especially with weight loss, (laughs) because like you, I've been to the point where I was almost 300 pounds and I had to make, you know, a whole shift to get me to the point where I am today with my health. And another point on that, it can sometimes take several messages from different individuals or different sources before it actually clicks and you put in the work. So uh, I'm curious, Julie, You mentioned, you know, as I just mentioned as well, that there are folks you may hear something from and you may like them because of their energy. So you'll follow them. And there are folks who may not resonate as much or the audience may deviate to another source. Uh, One of the things that I found that was overwhelming for me when I first started coaching is the fact that there are so many other coaches out there in similar niches or niches that are uh, related but still so many of that may be putting out the same message. Did you experience any sort of overwhelm or imposter syndrome or even any comparison with some of these other coaches?
1: Girl, every day, every day. It doesn't, I will tell you, I mean, no matter whether it's in coaching, whether it was, I was a hairstylist for 31 years, no matter what you always, no matter how good you are, And some of the most incredible coaches that I've worked with, because I invest a lot in my growth and development, even the coaches that are standing on stage with millions of people following them will tell you that they suffer from imposter syndrome as well. And so it happens every day. You see somebody out there that's saying something and you're like, oh, I should say that because... No. Be who you are because the people who need you need the person who you are, not the one that you're pretending to be. So yeah, I've had impo- I I get imposter syndrome every single day cuz I I I always I think it's innate especially as women, we compare ourselves and like, "Oh shoot, my butt isn't I need to go get a JLo lo booty or something."
0: <laughs> it's
1: Ooh, I gotta do more squats. No, be who you are and celebrate who you are because the people that need you, they're the they need you who you are, not a just a copy of somebody else. They want you.
0: Yes. Everybody brings their own energy, their own authenticity and experience. So just because there are so many folks, maybe pursuing the same path you are, or putting out similar content, or uh, working with a similar audience, it does not negate your strength, your power, your authority.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorite people is Brene Brown, and she talks about being in the arena. And for me, I think about it, when you're in the arena, it's important to If you're going to ask for advice, ask advice from the people that are in the arena with you and the people who have been in the arena. Go find the people that are doing what you want to do, that have been where you've been and ask them what they did and then adopt it to you. If they're sitting in the stands, their opinion does not matter. They can just sit in the stands and be quiet because Their opinion is simply that they're looking at what you're doing. And especially for anybody that's looking at starting in the coaching industry, it's so important to understand that there, there are no limits. Like people say, oh, the coaching industry is oversaturated. No, it's not because the people that need you are waiting for you to shine your light and they're only going to be attracted to your light. They might see other lights and be like, ooh, that's cool. Ooh, look, that sparkly thing is cool. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's your light that they're looking for.
0: Yes, so, I yes, love that. that. would be. <laughs> that is so true. Um, one of the things that I like to do as well with uh, coaching and networking and engaging is I try to also help aspiring coaches or folks that are looking to transition in their career and pursue a similar path for me is not about, uh, competition it's about collaboration. However, I've also seen some toxicity, uh, in some of these, uh, networks and social platforms. How about you have experienced any of that competitiveness or toxicity?
1: Oh yeah. I, it was funny that you, you mentioned that I was on Facebook. Ooh, gee, what a surprise for those that know me. Um, (laughs) but I was on Facebook earlier and, and, uh, I was reading something that this coach put out, and you know, I understand it's marketing to try and bring people to her, But in that, it was really trashing other coaches. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, you know, I, I understand the thought process behind what you're doing. However, if we empower each other in this industry and we lift each other up in this industry, then this industry can rise and really truly elevate and shift the energy and the attitude and the mental state of people everywhere me dogging you out and talking bad about you isn't going to bring people to me it's just going to it's just going to foster more of the negativity whereas mm-hmm. the people that you know, are doing that, I just let them be. I just let them be. I'm like, girl, you do you, you do you boo. And I'm going to be over here doing me. And, um, I've had people ask me questions that have been, you know, pretty rough to handle. And I just tell them, listen, it always comes back to the people that need you will find you. Yes. I might not have a medical degree, but it doesn't mean that I haven't been through a lot of stuff in my lifetime that Mm -hmm. your medical degree will never, ever amount to anything compared to if you haven't slept on a park bench, then you don't talk to me about it. If you haven't worn my shoes, don't tell me how my feet feel. I'm a little bit passionate about that.
0: (laughs) No, I'm with you on that. right? We can't make assumptions or or judge or, or think that we really know what another person's experience is if we haven't had that experience ourselves. Yes, we can empathize to a certain extent, but fully knowing, fully having that capability is not there unless you yourself had that exact experience.
1: So and I think I, Julie, one of the things... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> so I think one of the things like that you just touched on that's so important is that if you haven't had that experience, However, what I will say is that if when you go to a coach, most people are going to a coach for a, and I hate the word mindset, but it's it's what is relevant. They're looking to be empowered and to make a shift in their life. If there's true trauma, if there is true, deep rooted, seated trauma that needs to be shifted, then that definitely has to go to a medical provider. That definitely has to go to someone who has the tools to be able to deal with deep rooted trauma. Mm -hmm. But most people that are looking for a coach are looking for someone who can help them go through the challenges of their lives that they know that coach has been through.
0: Yes, exactly. And, And, you know, you won't know what that is unless you engage with that coach, you know, you follow them on the various platforms, you know, maybe attend their workshops unless you do your research to understand whether that coach could actually work well with you and help you with what you need help with. You know, even setting up a discovery call with the coach to see if that relationship uh, could work. It's so something really I wanted important. to ask you, I... Julie, is um, I know that our audiences are primarily women. <laughs> of course, it doesn't eliminate, you know, the male audience. So I am curious if with the program that you've put out there with the services that you offer, if any men have approached you uh, to try to work with you, maybe in a different capacity.
1: So that's interesting. So it's funny because when when I released my course, you know, and it's like, be the Phoenix of your own life, feminine rising. I had a couple of guys that are like, well, how come I can't participate? And I was like, well... It's not, guys, we love you. It's not that we don't love the guys in our world. As women, we're the nurturers. We're the birthers. So whether or not you've actually physically given birth to a child, we usually have nieces, nephews, fur babies, you know, something that partners that we're nurturing, children, friends, family. If we as women can heal then we can we can show our partners and our spouses how to heal. We can show our children how to heal. We can show society how to heal. So I've been approached by a couple of guys, and I'm very transparent. And I've said, I would love to help you, but I don't know what it's like to be a guy. I just don't. Uh, There are certain things that I can guide you through. But at the end of the day, it has to feel good for not only you, but it has to, it has to resonate with me. But my course is strictly for women.
0: Mm -hmm. That message right there that you uh, stated is so important in regards to, you know, working with an individual. Again, in our cases, we're very specific about who we work with based on the message that we're trying to put out there, Uh, but also understanding your limitations, you know, as a coach, like you said, you don't know exactly what it's like to be a man or some of the masculine experiences. Obviously, that's the case for me. So the reason I asked that question is because I've had that same approach. I've had, you know, some men reach out and express interest, but there is some limit in how it could help and what I could provide because I don't have that masculine perspective. Another thing that you brought up was, you know, your authority and, and tied that to the limitation of a coach, right? We're not doctors, right? We're not therapists. So whenever there is an individual who needs a little more help where, when it comes to their mental health, it is our responsibility to refer them to a doctor, someone who can actually help with that. I have seen, Julie, by personal experience, many coaches take the wrong approach of trying to help someone. That really is outside of the capability.
1: And I think that that really, when COVID hit, so many people were trapped in their house and they're like, oh, I'm just going to be a coach. Oh, I'm going to be a life coach. Oh, I'm going to be a life coach. However, there's people out there that have that deep rooted trauma that they are like, oh, I can help them and give them that surface help. And if you can't recognize that somebody's trauma is deeper, I have a friend of mine that um, hired a coach and uh, has some real deep seated um, concerns and they were just giving her this stuff to do. And I stepped in, I told her, I said, I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to tell you, you need therapy. There is nothing that a coach can do for you right now. You need therapy. Because you need to go way back and figure out where this is coming from and to be able to heal. Once you can do that in tandem, but you have to go back and you have to seek therapy because if we as coaches don't have that moral responsibility, and if we can't see that in a human being, if I if you come to me and you're talking about things, and if I don't recognize that, oh, this is way out of my this is, this is out of my sphere of influence and be able to say, you know what? I care about you enough to be able to tell you that you need to actually do some more deep work. Let me refer you to someone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be able Kneel to the refer head. them to someone. Yep.
0: Kneel Don't do it head. yourself. <laughs> That's a good advice for those of you who might be mm, interested in pursuing a coaching path, uh, regardless of what area of expertise you want to go to. Make sure that you understand your role, what you're supposed to provide based on your topic or zone of genius, right? Understand the differences between a coach versus a therapist versus a counselor versus, you know, a medical provider, right? You don't want to misinform your clients or your audience and cause more harm than good.
1: And, and, you know, that, that scares me is that, you know, that they're, and at the end of the day, everybody, they'll be okay. You know, it's the people that are designed for this will survive. The people that aren't designed for this, they'll fall to the wayside. They will realize that this is a little bit more than I was bargaining for Mm -hmm. and they'll step back but those of us who are in it to really change and elevate society as a whole those are the people that when the distance is done and the race is over will be the ones at the finish line we might we're not all going to end at the same time but we're still going to make it because our focus has never been and I know this is for you and for me the focus is not the financial the focus is uplifting women to be able to say, listen, girl, I got you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be who you are. It's, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. It's okay to not be okay.
0: Exactly. I love when I can connect with other, with folks like yourself, Julie, who are all about the message, about the empowerment, about elevating, you know, our sisters, uh, and also helping other folks who are in our profession, uh, to educate, to provide more value content, right? Obviously the financial is an added bonus to that, but the message that community was, is what's really uh, integral to what we do.
1: Mm-hmm. I, um, one of the things that I, I, I say this all the time is that you only need a spark. It's all you need because if you have a little tiny spark and you find somebody else with a little tiny spark, When the two Mm -hmm. sparks get together, you get a flame and then you have a flame and you find another flame and it turns, two flames turns into a fire and then a fire turns into an inferno. And that is how the positivity, as long as you are using it for positive, it's just going to spread. And that's kind of like my whole Phoenix is that Mm -hmm. the flames from the wings, it's just going to uplift and burn away everything that no longer serves you.
0: Yes. guys, just a little observation that I want to make here. Uh, If you don't know of Julie, definitely, you know, at the end, all the details for how to connect with her will be available in the podcast details, but she has the best analogies and comparisons. Let me just say, (laughs) I love it. I just had to, you know, make that statement.
1: (laughs) And it's funny because when I was an educator for a long time they're like, "Julie, you just do too many analogies, Julie." And I would always say, "But analogies is how people understand. That's how people connect is through analogies. If I if I can't use them, you might as well just tie my hands down and 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 not let me speak because to me, that's, that's how I, that's how I speak. And for some people they love it and some people they don't. And for the people that don't, that's okay. I'm totally cool with that. Totally cool with it.
0: Well, I love it. And I use analogies <laughs> as well, so it's a great way to, you know, get that understanding and relate it to something that makes sense. So we talked a little bit about your program. Um, are there any other programs that you provide as a service or is that your main uh, program that you provide?
1: So that's my, I, I do, I do one-on-one. So, um, I do one-on-one coaching and I also, and it kind of follows in line with the, with the course that I have, but we go a lot deeper, um, Mm -hmm. during the course, you have homework every week that you, that you do. And of course, it's always a choice. You don't have to do it. However, what you put into it is what you get out of it. Um, I'm releasing, (laughs) so. I'm releasing a challenge on the 22nd of this month and it's called how to chuck it in the bucket bucket with and move on with grace and ease. So.
0: (laughs) I love it. That title is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like how to chuck it in the bucket
1: bucket and move on with grace and ease. And when I first came up with the title, I was like, my mother's on social media. (laughs) I'm like, I (laughs) went, (laughs) I warned my mom. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be promoting this challenge. Please don't listen to me. And she's like, okay, honey. Um, But it's a five-day challenge. And it's really about using humor and using intuition and just using what you have to move past something that is not serving you. And it's going to be five days. It's going to be so much fun. Um, And it's really about at the end, it's going to be something that you can take and do yourself time and time and time again. It's not going to be like, Oh, I go through this challenge and I can't use the information ever again. You'll be able to use this information for the rest of your life.
0: That's exciting. And I, I'm in agreement that it's going to be the most fun challenge ever <laughs> coming from you as well. As you know, informative, <laughs> the title says it all.
1: Yeah, I almost didn't. I, I, it's so funny because I was like, Oh, do I want it? Uh but I'm like, I have to be who I am.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: probably one of my favorite words. I have to be who I am. And there's something about the power of that. That really gives you that release of just being able to say, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. And I get to move on and I have grace and I have ease and I don't ever have to go back to that if I don't want to.
0: Yes. So in regards to this challenge, what are some of the top three things that you'll be talking about or things that uh, your guests and attendees uh, will get from joining the challenge?
1: So, m- most people do vision boards, right? So, you do the vision board of everything that you want, and then you stare at it, and everything's great, my life. Well, we're doing an unvision board. So, you are going to put what you want to let go on this vision board. So, it's an unvision it. board. And then the unvision is at the very end of it. I can't give that away, but we're going to be releasing that. But it's really about looking at what you have and why are you holding on to this? Why are you holding on to this thing? So, like, you could put a picture of your ex up there, you could put words on it, but really, why are you holding on to it? What is this doing to serve you? Mm-hmm. you want to, you say, okay, Julie, I want to get to this next level in my life. I really want to do this. Well, until you face the wall of your demons where you're at, you cannot move any further because the demons will stop you. So you have to be able to face your wall of demons and pluck the ones that out and then throw them in the fire and be done with it. So it's really going to be about developing that process of being able to get rid of that thing and really going in and why is it serving you? What is it giving you? You're holding on to hot lava and it's burning you, but the person you're angry with doesn't feel anything. So why yeah. are you holding on to it? It's time to let it go. Chuck, yes. bucket bucket. let's go.
0: <laughs> I love it. So women, uh, you know, as I've experienced, you know, as I'm a woman, so I can speak on this. <laughs> we are emotional hoarders. And what I mean by that is that it's difficult for us to let go of certain things, whether it's past relationships, past trauma, experiences, physical objects that we keep in our life that have some sort of power that can be negative, that can be poisonous to our development and internal work as a whole. So I love the idea that you're having this in your challenge.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And it's funny because I totally didn't even think, I don't even know when you're releasing this podcast, but I'm like, if we release this after the challenge, don't worry, I'll be doing the challenge again. I have a feeling that this will be something I'll be doing probably at least once every other month mm-hmm. or so, because I think the just the little bit of feedback that I've gotten from the people that I've talked to about it, they're like, sign me up, just give me the link, just give me the link, I, I just want to do this. Just for the title alone, I have to understand why you're doing this. So just give me the links.
0: I mean, I'm interested as well. I I want to join the challenge. (laughs) When (laughs) when is the challenge actually? When is it going to start? It's
1: going to start March 22nd. I'm going to be going and there's, I'm putting a group in Facebook. Um, So there'll be a private group in Facebook that you join with all of the other challenges. And then I will go live that Sunday, the 21st, um, to say this: these are the tools that you're going to need because you're going to actually need a bucket, but um, a metal bucket. So I'll be going live saying you need this, 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 and this on the 21st. And then mm-hmm. every day I'll be going live in the group saying, okay, this is what you need to do today. And then post your homework in the group. And so it's not only helping you to let things go, but it's also holding you accountable Mm -hmm. because like you said, we'll have that one object, you know, I have crystals all over my desk. So this is not something I want to let go of, but you like, say, this is like a a crystal that an ex-boyfriend gave you, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I love it. No, every time you see it, it brings you pain and takes you back to that relationship. Why are Mm -hmm. you holding on to it? Put it in the bucket, Yes, in the bucket. (laughs) Chuck it in the bucket.
0: (laughs) I love that. That is so true. Well, (laughs) to alleviate any concerns you might've had, this podcast will air before your challenge right before. So hopefully those of you that are listening and watching will go and find her on all the socials and engage in this challenge.
1: Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fun. It's, uh, and, uh, the investment is the investment, uh, is 97. And I will tell you that it's just, I, for me, I was, I was like, yeah, this is going to be so much fun. It's mm-hmm. just going to be, it's going to be one of those things that you get to use the tools and the, and the, the things that I teach you every single time you have another thing that comes up on your unbucket list or on your mm-hmm. unvision board. I have my bucket list and my vision board. So
0: good for that. <laughs> this is what's so important too about coaching, Julia, that you, you mentioned, right? The resources, the information that you're putting out there, these are things that they can use continuously to continue the development, their improvement, right? That is what we should be doing as coaches is providing information that they can retool, regardless of what phase of their lives they're in. A lot of times you see coaches that don't really use that format, right? That some of the information they put out there is really fluff. It's not uh, value-driven. It's not uh, impactful where folks can actually make a change and make it continuous.
1: I think that's the one thing that when I design my course, um, I have uh, this next time I'm releasing it. We're in week three. In fact, tonight is week three. The next time I release it is April 11th and I do Healing with the Bestie. So the two of you, like you and your best friend can join together because sometimes it's really intimidating to join a course or to join something as a group because all of a sudden what hits us, imposter syndrome, comparison. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want to talk about that because these, these girls will probably judge me. But if you like have your bestie there to heal with you, it can Mm -hmm. really help. So I I always have healing with the bestie as part of it. And I think that the tools that you get every single week, I've had people that have taken my course the very first time I launched it that still reach out and say, Julie, I'm still doing the homework that you gave us. And I'm like, that was like back in November. And they're like, (laughs) I still use it. It's, and I was like, that's that's why I designed it is I don't want it to be fluff. I don't want you to sit there and go, and, and after, don't get me wrong, I love affirmations, but if you are sitting in the pit of despair, I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am fine. No, fine stands for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. You are not <laughs> fine. You need help. So... Give them something that is real, that they can hold on to, that they can use long after the course is done.
0: Yes, I am in full agreement with that. And with regards to affirmations, I love affirmations. I use them all the time. Mm -hmm. But like I say, you know, affirmations aren't anything if there's belief, there's no belief and no action behind it, right? Just saying something doesn't make it true, doesn't make it happen, right? There has to be work to go along with it. I love that. I'm so excited for your challenge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And the closer it gets, the more exciting. In fact, I haven't said a word. This is the first time I've literally talked about it. I kind of teased about it on my live on Facebook, but I'm going live tonight to drop the challenge um, to talk about it on Facebook Mm -hmm. um, because it's just, it's going to be fun. It's, it's just going to be fun.
0: Yes, guys, Julie is a fun individual. So once you get all the details, definitely go check her out again. Check out her various socials, Instagram. Uh, we'll put uh, all the links where you can access and get in touch with her. And definitely, you know, take a look at what the challenge is about. You've heard about some of it here, but there's more information that she will, of course, provide uh, via social. I'm again, I'm so excited for you. Uh, I'm wishing you, you know, all the success, joy. Sending so much love and positivity your way because you're one of those folks that you are a spark, you're vibrant, and you're putting out value and informing and empowering uh, our sisters.
1: Oh, thank you. That just looks like my face is getting red. kicks me into hot <laughs> Brings me tears. <laughs> and I have to say, so the only thing is, is that y'all just have to forgive my Instagram because I'm old, right? So I like Facebook a whole lot more than Instagram. <laughs> so my inst- <laughs> my Instagram is getting better, but it's just, I do a lot of stories on Instagram, but mm-hmm. I'm learning how to use Instagram. So I'm just falling on my own sword and saying, you got to forgive me. Facebook, I'm really good at. I'm learning Instagram. So mm-hmm. I'm trying Why to be cool things, like you. Know- you. <laughs>
0: Everything's a learning curve, right? You start out, you may not know much, but over time you develop that skill. Yeah, folks, make sure you follow her everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, all of her platforms. And hopefully the next time I talk to Julie, she'll say, oh my God, I had like a bunch of people show up for my challenge. (laughs) Definitely follow up and let me know uh, how it goes. I'm going to actually stalk you you on socials after this too to check out uh, the challenge. So, Julie, before I let you go, any last thoughts that you want to share with the audience?
1: I say this at the end of all my lives, and I say this because it's so important. Um, Anybody that's watching this, anybody that's listening to this, I want you to know that you are loved, you are treasured, and you are adored that you are worthy of everything your heart could possibly imagine for you. And you are enough at your core. As you sit, as you are, you are so more than enough. Don't allow anyone to crush your dreams because you are a phoenix and you will rise because you are the fire and I believe in you.
0: That is a beautiful and amazing message. Thank you so much for sharing that here and and putting out uh, that energy. So again, everyone, we're going to be posting all the details for how to connect with Julie. Again, go check out the challenge, check out the program that she offers as well as all of her other services. Lastly, as I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts
0: and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?